This is the Oanda Podcast. You're listening to the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. And today we're joined by Jeff Halley, Oanda senior market analyst for Asia Pacific. Good morning, Jeff. Yeah, good afternoon from Asia. It's ever wonderful to be here. Great to have you on again. Uh, Big rises in markets on Friday over in the USA, and that's continued in China and Hong Kong today. Those rises mainly down, I think, to some statistics from the United States and uh, more encouragement perhaps around interest rates not going up quite as much. Is that the main reason? Well, I believe that's certainly part of the reason for the Wall Street rally that we saw uh, on Friday and indeed all of last week. Uh, Wall Street finished very, very strongly last week. Uh, S&P up over 2%, NASDAQ up over 3%, Dow nearly 2%. Uh, The uh, personal income and expenditure data, as well as some of the ISM um, consumer sentiment data, was slightly on the soft side. It was still very healthy, but slightly on the the soft side. And uh, I believe that was what spurred the the rallies. Markets are whether through hope or versus uh, reality, uh, pricing in that the Fed won't have to tighten by as much as uh, they have indicated. And in a market that's been conditioned to buy the dips in stock markets for the last two decades, uh, that's all that the market needed um, to to send um, equities higher. It was very much, I believe, still a sentiment and hope-driven rally rather than a reality-driven rally. Over the weekend in China, uh, we saw uh, restrictions ease in both uh, Beijing and Shanghai, these COVID zero restrictions. And then also the Shanghai local government brought out a 50 point stimulus plan as well. And that's given more momentum uh, to the uh, stock markets in Asia today. China's doing quite well, but then we've also seen uh, Japan, South Korea, Hong Kong recording some very strong gains, also Australia. Probably the markets that are underperforming somewhat are um, the more uh, value-facing markets, the commodity-based markets, Singapore, uh, Indonesia, uh, Malaysia. And part of that will be because Goldman Sachs put out a report over the weekend suggesting that uh, industrial metal prices had peaked. And we've also seen oil surpass that quite psychological 120 mark today. Yeah, this is definitely at the top of my uh, medium-term range, and I think if we get a, a weekly close above $120 a barrel, that could be construed as quite a strong bullish factor. Similarly, uh, WTI has moved above 115 uh, which is the top of my medium-term range, to 116 today as well. So oil uh, rallied slightly on Friday, and part of the reason that oil is so well-supported is because of this huge squeeze in uh, refined products, notably petrol and diesel. And because of those prices rising, it's had that knock-on effect of squeezing crude higher as well. The world has a refining problem, not necessarily a crude supply problem. The ongoing uh, slow-simmering EU ban on Russian oil imports is another supportive factor as well. And if China is starting to get past this peak virus COVID-0 policy, and the jury's still out on that one, but if it is, that would be another bullish factor for oil prices. And it's probably one of the main reasons I have why 
I'm looking at the rallies in equity markets and other markets uh, with a bit of a grain of salt at the moment because $120 a barrel, if this was three months ago, the world would be wringing its hands and crying doom and gloom. Nobody is uh, paying any attention to it right now. And I think it is a definite headwind to world growth if oil stays at these prices. Now, Jeff, uh, we're about to embark in the UK on one of the shortest working weeks in history. We've got a three-day working week because of the Platinum Jubilee, uh, which starts uh, on Thursday. So just Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday here in the UK. A short working week, which uh, some of us will be delighted with. Um, but uh, Craig was saying last week, Craig Earlham, your colleague, uh, that this may affect markets, actually, a shorter working week. Of course, there's a, a holiday in the USA today as well. Um, is that the case as far as you're concerned? Those short working weeks can really affect markets. Yes, and we also have uh, a China holiday on Friday as well. China, uh, Hong Kong, mainland China, Hong Kong and Taiwan as well. So there are a number of markets this week, heavy duty markets that are on holiday I think the main reaction to this is that um, volumes tend to taper off ahead of these uh, holidays for obvious reasons. But if any big news comes out during those holiday breaks, you can get some very violent reactions in those markets that were closed for holidays when they reopen. In this case for the UK, it would be on, on the Monday and the same for China a, a, as well. So I believe this is where it can really impact markets. So what should we look out for as far as data or any other news that you're expecting over the next seven days or so? Well, we've got China uh, purchasing manager indexes uh, tomorrow and Wednesday. So that's the official and the Kaizen ones, which is a much broader survey and I think more accurate of the direction of travel of the Chinese economy. So there's definitely downside risks to those around the COVID zero policy. And I think that could be a potential headwind if, it, if the data is really soft like it was uh, last month. We also have PMIs coming out across Asia, but also Europe and also the US as well. Um, we also have uh, the JOLTS, the US JOLTS job survey coming out midweek, uh, which is usually quite closely followed. It'll be interesting to see whether um, the number of job openings in the US is still well above 10 million. And I think if that's a soft number, that might give some more impetus to this less Fed hiking. But on the other side of that, uh, we have the US non-fund payrolls on Friday. Uh, that is the main economic data point that's coming out uh, this month ahead of the uh, mid-month uh, Federal Reserve Open Market Committee meeting where they will probably hike by 0.5%. So uh, I think we can expect a very binary outcome from a, a, a low number. We'll probably again um, spark the bullish moves in stocks because that'll be less Fed hiking. Uh, hiking. But if it's a high number, then they may end up selling risk because uh, that means that the Fed will stay on its hiking path, yada, yada. But I think one thing that the markets are missing this week is the start of the Federal Reserve's quantitative tightening program. So from uh, this week, the Fed will start running down its balance sheet. And I think it's $50 billion this month, and it scales up to $95 billion 
per month from September. So uh, I, although I'm not expecting a taper tantrum like last time, I think this is quite a significant point that markets are not pricing in or ignoring at the moment like oil prices. That the Federal Reserve, even if they don't hike as much, they are still definitely tightening monetary policy and tightening it by a lot. Okay, Jeff, thanks very much for joining us this morning. We'll speak to you again soon. Have a great week, everyone. This is the Oanda Podcast.